to another episode of the Creative Native Podcast. I am so excited. We have a repeat guest back to share a ton of really great updates, Mr. Eric Swiftwater. Um, He is, you know, just been such a fun person to watch grow over the past five, six years. We had him on the podcast about three years ago, and he's still doing big things, still playing football, and kind of coming up with a really great master plan, insert evil laugh here. Um, and it's just really inspiring to talk to Eric and just to, to hear about his his plans. And um, so check it out. Enjoy the episode. Leave us a review. Send in any requests for current guests. And be on the lookout. More to come. All right. So good afternoon, evening, morning, wherever you are. Um, and I'm so excited to have uh, a return, kind of a return guest for me, someone I've, I've uh, known for quite a while, uh, Mr. Eric, aka Jet Swiftwater, and uh, who is Ogala Lakota Sue, correct? Ogala Lakota, yep. Yeah, Ogala Lakota. And um, just, it's so fun because I want to start, Eric, with the fact that we connected over five years ago, I was starting my, my dissertation research and um, really kind of landed on you as one, uh, kind of an example of uh, a an, an native athlete who, um, you know, kind of competing at the highest level, but also uh, giving back to his community. And since then, you've, you know, you were just an undergrad then. So walk me through what life has been like, you know, take as much time as you want. What has life been like since we first connected those, gosh, almost five years ago? Yeah. Oh, it feels like a, a lifetime ago, really. Right. Um, and I guess that's a good thing, you know, I mean, uh, life's about constant growth, evolution, really. And, uh, you know, I look back on who I was then and I just had my 26th birthday on Wednesday. So it's been a oh, happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. It's been, you know, time to look back, really. Um, I've had time to live, you know what I mean? I'm 26 years old. And although it might not seem like a long time in the grand scheme of things, you know, it's been a long time for me. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I mean, how I think of this, your 20s, honestly, is like one of the most formative times of your life. So I can't imagine. So when you when you graduated, like, what was your what did you have a plan? What were, what were you thinking? Yeah, uh, so um, graduated, uh, really just kind of lost there for a second. Um, I didn't really know what it was I was going to pursue. I had an opportunity. I was actually hired as a a teacher at Lower Brule High School. I was going to teach and do their football program there Mm. uh, and coach on their football team. Um, And I got contracted on in late February. That March, COVID hit. And Mm. everything, school shut down, lockdowns happened. And um, I don't like to think of it as a crip or a crutch, but, um, you know, I think it really is important to look at the full impact of what COVID did mentally. And I can't Mm. speak to anybody else, but I know it did have an impact on how, you know, I viewed myself, what things were going on in my life, how I handled stuff, because I mean, we went from having all this contact with always being in touch with each other. And then I moved out to Lord Rule and I got the job. COVID hit, you know, I was in a house by myself for all those times, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, 
and it dwelled on me. You know, I started yeah. thinking, you get into those moods, you know, nothing really else to do besides video games. And I'm sitting there and, you know, kind of got lost in addiction there for a while. There wasn't much going on mm. in my life. I really felt like, you know, I didn't really have a driving purpose as much as I did when I was pursuing football. And at the time, you know, during COVID, I actually thought of, I literally called it a career. You know, I thought I was going to not be able to play again. I didn't know what was in store for my future. And that kind of blurred things up a little bit. And, you know, I got lost there for a while. I got lost in trying to make, be friends with everybody, you know, started hanging out with the wrong crowd. The nights got longer and, you know, my passion just kind of started going all over the place. So it's taken me a long time to come back to who I was, the guy you knew, you know, when we first yeah. met. A yeah. Lot of life, a lot of life has, you know, taken its toll on me, but like, I proudly say, you know, I'm still here, still standing and through yeah. a lot of different stuff that life has thrown at me. I mean, I'm proud to say I'm still playing, still playing football, um, playing yeah. my professional or my second year as a professional athlete uh, this next Monday. So I'm getting ready for that, really anxious for that. But, um, you know, I don't like to be the one to, you know, give myself credit or anything, stuff like that. But I've been patting myself on the back lately because you uh, need to. Yeah, I, it's, uh, I, we're, we're sure. Yeah, we're taught to be humble, but sometimes you need to really, you know, embrace that. And I'm so glad you mentioned that about just having a purpose, because I think COVID especially, I think, made us all really think about what our purpose is and being isolated and you know, you, I was Googling you and, you know, there's a website, like a presidential website when you, you know, got recognized by the president and like, when you're like 18, 19 years old and like how, like, I don't think people understand how much pressure that is, you know, and how, um, like you said, this idea of like, you know, you have to be perfect, you have to do everything perfectly. And I'm just so glad that you're willing to talk about like, you know, the addiction and like falling into the, you know, not only mental health, but like, you know, addiction and these things that like so many people are, are affected by and so the fact to be able to like kind of be at a high point and then you know most people don't understand it you can be go from high to low and back you know it's always people like a linear story right they want, they want yeah. it to be just one 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 way but I, I'm so glad that that you mentioned that was there like was getting back into sports a part of that or what was your what like how did you come out of that kind of that, um, that downtime it was a little bit um it definitely helped you know start the fire I mean that's one thing that has always stayed with me ever since I was a kid thankfully even to when I'm growing into my you know man my manhood now um is sports um and it did help but that's where that's when I got to the biggest point biggest kind of crossroads in my life was it it started to realize upon myself that it's not sport it's not just sports that are going to help me get past what it is i have going on you know i think mm -hmm. it made me realize without sports being there what it was actually going what was actually going on inside of my head that was causing me to you know have have the issues that i've had and the things that i've dealt with personally in my life you know i know we've mentioned uh you know me going to foster care and stuff and yeah you know realizing that it wasn't it wasn't going to foster care that messed me up. It was why we went to foster care that messed me up. Right. Right. I to understand, you know, I, like I said, it was my birthday. So I did a lot of reflecting and you yeah. know, I spent the first 13 years of my life being called a mistake, getting beaten every day, watching my sisters cry, watching my brothers cry and growing up in that environment. 
And then I had to spend the next 13 years trying to understand how to process all that, how to live with those mm. memories, how to get rid of all of those words that were said, you know what I mean? And it wasn't until I used, I, I used sports as my getaway for that my entire life, you know what I mean? And yeah. I didn't realize until I didn't have sports anymore, what the true underlying issue was. So I had to battle within myself. I had to find comfortability within myself. I had to get away from certain people. I had to move away, you know what I mean? Change environments to truly yeah. understand the depths of, you know, what makes me tick? Why am I responding to things the way that I'm responding? How, how do I get into those mental states? You know, when I'm locked in, when I'm focused, when I'm driven, what, what drives that, you know? So right. it kind of helped me recircle back to like my purpose and we talk about it and, you know, it's not just something that I need for me, but it's something that I need to be reaching out into helping others in any way possible. And if I know, I know that I'm not perfect and I'll be the first person to admit that, but I think that it makes me more relatable to understand that, you know, I'm not just talking from a place where I'm high up on this podium, you know, and I'm, I know what it's like to grovel in the dirt, but I also know what it takes to kind of get, get yourself back out of that. And I wouldn't say I'm fully back yet, but I'm in a damn good place and I'm uh, really, really ready for what's coming next. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I just love hearing the, the excitement in your voice. And I'm glad you mentioned like kind of going through that, that trauma. Cause I feel like now it's almost where trauma gets kind of overused in like public kind of lexicon and like public, you know, just the zeitgeist and stuff like that. But like, I think people don't understand like the real not only your personal trauma, but the historical trauma that led the you know, generational trauma that led to that situation. Mm-hmm. And I, how, how did you, so you, you talked about moving away. Was there, was there other family or people in your life that helped you get through? Yeah. So, um, I moved to Minnesota. Um, yeah. my mom, my mom, and my little brothers, uh, they moved out here right as soon as I graduated high school. So, they moved off of the res as soon as I graduated high school back in 2014. And since then I was out in Spearfish by myself for since just now, really like seven months yeah. ago. You know what I mean? So I visited here and there, but I got, you know, I was absent in my family's lives for pretty much that time. It's hard to know somebody over social media if you like that. And um, right. that was one thing that, you know, it was always a big focus for me is family, family, family. And it was everything that I was saying. And, And it kind of dawned upon me that, man, I haven't even been around my family for so long, you know what I mean? And I missed being a big brother, you know what I mean? I'm the second oldest in my family. I have three younger siblings, two younger brothers, you know what I mean? And they're struggling trying to figure out their way, their understanding of what we all went through, you know what I mean? They have to deal with it in their own way at their own pace. But I came back and it just felt nice to be a brother again, um, to see Mm. my little and to get to know them again you know it's been years and to reconnect and just to be a family you know what I mean my sister's down in uh, Oklahoma right now doing her thing right now but still it's just it's nice to be it's grounding really you know what I mean it kind of recharged up the batteries and refilled you know my focus really yeah yeah so so with that so you're you're still playing you're you're gonna be playing you know professional football again and uh you've already played one year right one year or two years um this will be my second year last year yeah. I played in the lower level it's a league right underneath this league um the indoor football league is the highest level of indoor football in the yeah uh, so it's uh the highest league that I've played in thus far which really gets me excited just because you know I got my toes wet last year 
um, coming into last year, um, it was the year off COVID, you know what I mean? And I'll be the first to admit, I didn't come in where I needed to physically. And I think it showed in my performance, but yeah. I got moved to defense from offense. My first time playing defense since high school. I ended up starting the rest of the year. I had uh, an interception. I, anyways, I did pretty good. And, That's so great. Uh, got offered to play in a higher league with a, a, um, a higher up team this year. So I'm really looking forward to the opportunity to compete. Um, yeah, we start camp. Yeah. So I've been, uh, I've dedicated myself. I really have um, since I moved out here in September, um, six days a week, seven days, six days a week. Uh, since then in the gym, I've cut down, I think nine or 10%, almost, almost 9% body fat uh, trimmed down a lot kept the speed up going uh things are going really good right now physically mentally I've been studying the game and stuff like that I just I wanted to make sure coming into this year that my mentality is clear like there's not I don't have other outside distractions going on but I'm locked in and you know just taking care of business because there are a lot of people that wish I, they could be in this position right now and I'm not one yeah. for granted you know what I mean and I'm still opening doors, still opening doors. I mean, each year that I've been able to play, I've been able to progress um, up to a higher level each year. And I'm just hoping that that trend continues and um, believing in the work that I've put in has been a big part of it. Yeah, absolutely. So when you're doing this, this train, are you training on your own? Do you have someone that helps you train? How does that look for you? Um, so I have my strength and conditioning coach from college. Shout out Aaron Seekman. Um he yeah. has kind of like my mad scientist. And although we've never, we haven't been in person since college, he's constantly on my phone giving me calls. He actually created a diet plan for me. And um, that's another thing that has really stepped up my uh, physical well being is my diet, um, controlling mm -hmm. what I'm eating. Um, I need to be eating about 4,300 calories a day. So I don't know if you know anything about calories, but that's a little bit, of, that's quite a bit there. But yeah. Uh, We've been able to sustain over periods of time and he's given me great advice about what I need to be doing in the gym. And then um, while I've been up here, I've also gotten my own certification to be a personal trainer. So I'm, I'm a certified personal trainer now as well. So. Um, oh, great. Yeah. Which, um, I love that. It's a uh, tech. It's actually step one in my uh, big master plan. Insert evil laugh right there. Um, yes. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, I love it. So tell us, tell us about the master plan. Yeah. So it's called swift fit. Um, SwiftFit is going to be a first of its kind athletic training and youth development program. Um, now, athletic trainers and sports development for kids are a dime a dozen. You know, you see millions of them on the internet everywhere, left and right. And I've learned through, you know, my years as a college athlete and learning the body through my certification and stuff like that, that, you know, there's no magic formula. There's no crazy potion that's going to make you, you know, insanely athletic. At the end of the day, the same stuff that works for LeBron James is the same stuff that's going to build us up to being better athletes. You know what I mean? So cut all mm -hmm. the smoke mirrors out. We're going to give you the best, most reliable science-based facts about how we can go about this. But what separates us is we are going to not only focus on our physical growth, but we're taking an equal amount of emphasis on mental growth. So looking mm -hmm. at the mental health aspect of what it's like being an athlete, you know, you think about the pressures that they face, not only not just, just in high school, the community pressures, the pressure from your peers, the teachers, parents, staff members, and then you had to go on to college. Then you had the community pressure of, Hey, mm -hmm. there's doing all this stuff and well, some kids might not want to admit it, but there is a pressure that comes with being in that position. And, 
understanding how to process all of that while still being a human, still being a kid. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we grow up in environments where we're thrown, oh, you need to do this, you need to do that. And like, we need to take a second and be like, hey, like, how are you feeling? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. how are you feeling about this? What is your mental headspace going into this? And like, it's shown in my game, whether it's been growing up or coming out now, like my emotions look how I'm playing. So if I'm upset, you can see it in my body language or you can see that just my energy's down, something's down. And you know, the thing is, oh, something might be wrong. Something must be wrong with him. He's not playing his best today. So how do we address that? How do we build that? You know what I mean? What does it look like to build a, you know, emotionally healthy athlete so that when it comes to these stressful pressure situations that we deal with in games but also in life you know what I mean especially growing up in these native communities we have to go home to sometimes the most chaotic um mm. that you can think of and then we have to come mm. back to school we have to process school then we have to start thinking about colleges all that other stuff and then all while making basketball just the safe haven or like our sports that that is the therapy right there so how do we how do we get them to continue to develop mentally and physically? And I want to make that an emphasis, you know, and it starts with understanding yourself. If you can understand I, you can understand how I fit into the world. Mm. Yeah, I love it. So fit. I think, and I think we talked about this a little bit too, but holistically, like not just, you know, like you said, not just your body, but your brain too. And like how we can prepare people to like find their own. Like, I think that's, the greatest gift in life is like helping someone else figure out their purpose, you know? And so it's just a beautiful, it's, that's just a beautiful thing to, to, you know, want to be a part of. Um, ah, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, I'm excited. I've got a lot of ideas and it just kind of stemmed from like, I got my degree. I have mine in uh, human human sciences, sociology with a minor in psychology. And then I have this Mm. passion for being in the gym, working out. And I just wanted to find a way that I can combine both of the two into something that I want to do. I I know personally that a nine to five desk job just isn't what it's going to be for me. Like, you're not going to tell me the creator gave us this beautiful, beautiful, rich earth full of all of your thing that it can feed us. And that my purpose is to sit behind a desk nine to five. Like it's that you're, you're not selling me on yep. that. Exactly. Exactly. Meaningful work that, you know, I feel like I'm actually doing something because I do feel like I have an obligation to help those who have looked the help those who have looked up to me and also help those who have looked after me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. Um, and I take that as a personal responsibility because I do want to help where I'm from. I do want to help, but I've also realized that I need to be in the right mental space. I need to be walking the right way of life in order to be in a position to help. So it started with me taking care of myself. Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, there's so much there I wanted to, to unpop, but just thinking about like, you know, knowing when you're at your best, like knowing when you're not at your best too, you know, like knowing when to take care of yourself first. Like that's, that's so huge. And just going back to kind of the, the theme of giving back like that, I feel like it's just so inherent in our, in our people, no matter what, you know, and like, mm-hmm. especially with something like athletics, where it is, you know, kind of thinking about health and overall well-being. And, and you've worked with some organizations too, right? Like football for life. Can you talk a little about yeah, that and yeah. how you got involved with that? Uh, football for life. So 
Joe Pina, um, they're this organization from Cali and they have been out to Pine Ridge a couple of times. It wasn't until after I graduated, so I never got to attend one of their camps, but they came down to Pine Ridge and they hosted a couple of camps and um, they got word to, word to ear of my name and you know where um, what I've been down there and they kind of got in contact with me there. We had some good talks and um, I was entering my last semester of at Black Hill State and I ended up not having enough money to finish school and mm. um, my football scholarship wasn't going to cut it. Um, classes, I didn't have anything. Um, it was past the time to apply for loans and I don't have that kind of money. Mom doesn't have no, you know, so we were really as, um, SOL, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> That's, I had a lot of stuff going on during that time too. Um, I ended up having to leave the football team at VH. I had to drop out that semester. Mm. Um, trigger warning, I, I was ended up in the hospital for about four days there. It was a rough time. It was a rough yeah. time in my life. And I was still trying to bounce back from that. Um, you know, we talk a lot about, you know, surviving and stuff like that. And, you know, that was a dark time for me because I didn't have anything. You know, I lost football. I lost school and the weight of the world came crashing down like it was a nightmare if you could yeah. think about every reason why you do things and have it all come crashing down in your face um that was what it was like and i didn't know how to handle it and i was lost for a long time and thankfully me and joe got in contact and he heard about it so he called me and he was like yo i got this organization we fund stuff and you know i just want to talk a little bit more about you and your journey so i went we talked long and he asked how much it was and it was fifteen hundred dollars and he was like, if we get the money together, are you going to be able to finish? And I was like, it's one class. I, I will finish tomorrow if it was possible. Like, so right. he was able to get the money through. I was able to get back into class the next semester. And I graduated the very next semester. And um, mm. just super thankful for them and everything that they've done. And then we ended up staying in contact, um, just kind of keeping in touch. And then being able to host a few camps, we ended up, um, I ended up coming a part of their football for life program. Um, we ended up hosting a couple camps in Pine Ridge last year and then one in Littlewoon. We were supposed to go to Hoopa Valley, California, New Mexico, and a couple other places last year, but COVID happened or COVID came into play, so we weren't able to do that. But we've been really growing, um, developing into more than just football for life. We're switching our domain name from football for life to First Nations Athletic Fund. And mm -hmm. from there, going to be reaching out all different sports because football makes it seem really one-minded and we want to be able to have multiple arms in a lot of different areas so that we can be flexible with any athlete that needs help and that's where we bring in different coaches um i know i talked about lovey lovey coming on for the softball part of it she's going to do the softball for life yeah so yeah that's so great have them support me when i was struggling and then to watch me watch us grow together as now a professional uh, friendship and then not even just a friendship in general, just a friendship in general is what it's become. And I'm excited for the things that we have in store. It's allowed me to build off of my uh, intuition and my ideas. They value my ideas and I really appreciate them, you know, listening to what I have to say and uh, being uh, present in my uh, opinions about stuff. It really makes me feel 
welcomed for sure. They do a good job of being authentic with everything that they do. Um, they just shared a video on YouTube. I don't know if you've seen it. I have okay. to it over to I you. But, uh, me and a couple other kids uh, explaining what the programs meant to us and how it's helped us so far. Oh, so great. I'll be sure to share it in the with the show. That's, that's, that's just great. Well, and it just makes me think too, there's so much to be said for everything nowadays is so like transactional and it's like one off, you know, people just like, there's not real like long-term relationships. So the fact yeah. that they were there to support you and then like you're able to give back and it just becomes it kind of, you know, it all comes around and it shows, I think how that's just such another, again, embedded part of, of the of our culture and of uh, of our people and wanting to help each other out. Um, I'm gonna throw you a little bit of curveball. So what what is your like? When you think I feel like being native is such a like it kind of is an all encompassing thing. But is there something? Is there a favorite thing for you about being native? Oh, it's it's our it's our grit, our resilience for sure. It's inherited. It's it's like literally in the bloodline to be resilient to adversity. And I think that is like the greatest thing that you can imagine. I mean, you look around at a lot of people who don't get the opportunity to know much about where they come from or who, who they come from. Mm -hmm. and, that. and you look here and it's, although they tried, they did try to wipe it out. Like you're raised in, a, in an environment where you're heavily exposed to everything. You know what I mean? That went on. I was thankful enough to grow up in a very uh, traditional house, a traditional family. And although I have, you know, veered off of that, that way of life, I know that I've, I have the tools and the access to the knowledge that I should probably take in more, more use of, um, admittedly. Um, but that way of life, it, it's, it, it requires a lot. And I think you have to be honest with yourself um, for that. But I had a lot of I had to mature. Um, that's really the only way around is to mature in order to fulfill that because it's one thing to talk about it, but to live it every single day is a whole nother meaning. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it is. It is just a different, we're just a different breed. And it's, it's yeah. something that it's, uh, you know, a lot of, unless you're in it, I feel like most people don't, can't, can't understand it. Yeah. 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 So, so this is amazing. So you're going to go and get ready to go play football, you know, go play professionally. Um, and it's, I think the, what I've been seeing just personally about the indoor football league is, is growing and doing, doing really well. So that's um, really, really great. Is there something from football specifically, like a life lesson that you like a takeaway for you that you think from just from playing football specifically about that sport in particular? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I guess it kind of goes hand in hand with the last one is uh, dealing with adversity. I mean, there's never a moment in a football game where you truly feel secure. I mean, we watched it in the NFL playoffs this whole year. Games being flipped around left and right, coming down to field goals, you know what I mean? Understanding how to deal with stressful situations. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and like it's almost you're you're almost constantly uncomfortable I feel like yeah. um and you're always kind of having to be alert and, and on edge absolutely um being a teammate really um mm -hmm. with other sports you get like basketball you have 12 guys uh soccer you might have some but like with football on a real football team you got 100 guys right there 53 guys right there you know what I mean and football is the most team sport in basketball you could have one guy take over and win the game 
on football, you need all 11 guys working in sync in order to make something happen. And it really teaches you how to work with others, different kinds of people, different people from all kinds of background, you know what I mean? All working together for one common goal. So a lot of teammanship. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, um, I just wanted to get a few kind of quick things in there. So, you know, your, your training, um, you kind of, working on this, this kind of master plan, but what are, what else do you like to do when you're not kind of, you know, training or getting, getting ready, uh, or, you know, putting together, you know, new plans and stuff. What, what do you like to do spend your time? Uh, well, that's been, when it's nicer out, it's freezing up here in Minnesota. It's absolutely yeah. Yeah. Outdoors if I can. If yeah. I, yeah. I got a beautiful little dog named Isabel. So I play with her a lot. Yeah. I'm getting more into reading. I've been trying to shift my focus, my my attention, not from taking away from my phone and putting it into more stuff that is feeding, feeding positivity or leading me to being something better. It's all about growth for me at this point. So if it's not like feeding into my betterment, I guess I can say, I've really died down on it. Like I've cut down yeah. Time. I've deleted a couple different apps, started picking up books, um, still getting into the books thing, but yeah, um, yeah, you yoga. just have to find the right, you just have the right thing. And I'm glad you mentioned the social media thing. Cause that's something I was going to ask. Cause like, I feel I'm in a constant kind of like battle with myself. Cause you know, you want to promote some of this, this good stuff that's going on, but at the same time, it can be such a, a time suck. How, what has your relationship been like with social media? Um, complete 180. Uh, yeah. Complete- 180 from what I used to be who I used to be you know what I mean I used to post every workout everything that I was doing and stuff like that and um it led me to confusion it led me to I had to really dig back in and like why am I doing things and I had Mm. like am I doing it because I want to post it am I doing it because I like it or am I doing Mm. it because I think the people on my phone will like it you know what I mean Mm. those questions you kind of start realizing maybe a lot of this doesn't need everybody else's attention on my phone. You know what I mean? Why can't I just hit this workout and just enjoy it from there? You know what I mean? Or yeah, I mean, let me just enjoy this meal without letting my phone eat first, or maybe right. take some time to focus on deep breathing, uh, meditational breathing for 10 minutes before I go to bed, instead of scrolling through Twitter at something that might piss me off. You know what I mean? In my, yes. morning, in my mornings before I work out, I won't look at any social media websites before I work out. I've been on a 5.30 a.m. workout schedule for the last seven or six, seven months now. And each morning, at least until I'm done with my workout um, is when I'll hold off on the social media. It's just because I want the first things in my head are my thoughts. You know, I want my mm. own voice in my head telling me what I need to hear. And let me reason with myself before I allow other people to influence what I have going on. Yes, that's such a such a good way. And like, I I've been starting to do the meditation thing too a little bit. And it is it just doing that before bed before, instead of scrolling is just like the most like amazingly like just calming. And yeah, it's it's really and it's hard because you like sometimes you want to you know want to promote some of these initiatives that we have going on, but like you have to find that balance. And I, I oftentimes I'll say, well, I can put something out there and not have to like spend you know hours like critiquing or reading the comments and all that good stuff, you know. Yeah. So um, it can be it can be kind of a one way thing sometimes. So that's yeah. really good. It's, so it's hard when you're when you're an athlete, especially because like I want to promote myself, and I know that social uh, media 
given us a great platform to be our own endorsers, to be our own agents here, and you know, and to put ourselves out there so that people can get views. But also, you know, I get that's a big part of it, but I also want to understand why I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I want to do it for the right reasons first. So I'm gonna let the off season talk. I'm gonna let the off season talk when I put the pads on. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's your your point too about like, am I just doing this because I want to post it? Like, I've definitely had those moments, and I'm like, and it's like, what? Like, it's just our brains are just totally warped from it all. So it's just, I'm just really, I'm really glad you mentioned that. So we're we're coming off of the the Super Bowl here. I'll, I'll let you go in just a minute, but I wanted to get we're just the day after the Super Bowl is when we're recording. So, uh, did you have any thoughts, takeaways from? Did you watch? Uh, I guess watch the game. Want to make sure you watched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. You know, it wasn't like a wow, amazing Super Bowl. I mean, it came down yeah. to the wire, uh, of course. But there have been like more exciting Super Bowls, I guess you could say. But then there's also been more defensive ones. I wasn't mad. Um, I wasn't too upset with anybody that was in there. It's good to see Matt Stafford finally win a Super Bowl, though, for sure. Yeah. Do you have any players that you look up to, like current players? Yes, yes. Um, uh, Debo Samuel, Taysom Mm. Hill. Taysom Hill. um, I really enjoy Taysom Hill. Um, A lot of people, like, when they ask, you know, who who do you try to play like when you see yourself as an NFL player? Taysom Hill or uh, Kyle Juszczyk for the 49ers. I look at utility players because Mm. they're the kind of players that it doesn't matter where they are on the field the coach needs to have them out there because they're impactful. You see Taysom Hill playing quarterback, receiver, running back, then he's on punt, then he's on kickoff, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's the kind of player I am. That's the kind of player I yeah. strive and The ultimate team player, you know, what's my position? I'm an athlete. Wherever you need me, I want to be. And I like how those guys really embrace that. And it really has opened up my eyes to what's possible because I used to, I used to think to myself, because I can't, cut back 50 yards and outrun everybody 75 yards that I wasn't a good football player until I realized that, you know, some people are just built like that. Well, what are you built like? Well, play to your strengths and then work on those things as they come. And I really embodied that. So I found out, found what I'm good at, how I'm good at it. And I worked my ass off to make sure that I can maximize each opportunity that I get. And I just want to make it known that if I'm out there, you're going to know I'm out there. My presence is going to be felt somewhere. And I know I want coaches to see that, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm so, I'm like ready to run through a wall. This is great. I um, <laughs> should have done this before my workout. This is perfect. Um, I, so, so you're going to Albuquerque, is that right? Yep. Albuquerque, Albuquerque for training and, um, and the season starts pretty soon, right? March. Yeah. March 19th is the first game. So um, I signed a contract. I head down, we have training camp the first week or so. So I got to make it through training camp. Um, mm. But um, you know, I, like I said, believing in the work that I've put in this far and just being a team guy, you know what I mean? I'm going to, yeah. there's only two things in this life that we can really control and that's our attitude and effort. So I'll, absolutely 100% effort and then just having a great attitude being a good team player you know I want to be somebody that coaches want to have on their team you know so that means I got to stay enthused I got to keep a positive attitude I got to work hard I got to listen I got to listen you know what I mean I want to make it known without a doubt that they need me on this team even if they don't know where it's at they're going to know that they need me on their team Absolutely. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. So one, one final thing for you. Um, so say there's a, a kid out there who's maybe, you know, in a, in a, in a bad space. 
Um, what would you, what advice would you give, or even just a kid who's not in a bad space, but just wants to have, you know, wants to be successful and wants to maybe play professional football, play college football. Um, what advice would you give them? Work hard, mm. stay true to yourself. Don't try to become what everybody else is trying to become. Remember who you are, stay disciplined. Uh, discipline is going to be the biggest thing. Um, it's one thing that I had to learn that I didn't learn until later in life, but it has been the biggest key in my progress is discipline. Maybe a couple nights in instead of going out, maybe study a little more instead of doing that. So that way you can get up early and go work out. You know what I mean? For, for, forego a couple of good nights with friends in order to put yourself in a better position tomorrow. And mm. then just enjoy it. Enjoy the highs. Enjoy the lows. Understand that the highs and lows are going to come. That it's not, it's not always going to stay dark and it's all not always going to stay midday. But you have to be able to roll with those punches because that's, that's what's required. And then time management, understanding what your priorities are. If you're going to say that you're going to be a college athlete, understand that the college is still before the athlete. You know what I mean? Student mm. before the athlete. And that you have to work just as hard in the classroom as you are in the way in the way because you're a natural athlete you're a natural athlete look where you come from you come from natural athletes the athleticism is going to take care of itself if you work hard so I'll put yourself above and beyond by taking care of things in the classroom yes oh as a professor that's my favorite thing to hear I love it um definitely student first so I love that that's really great really great advice well Eric thank you so much um and we'll be sure I'll share, share your kind of your social so people can follow you even you know and um and we can keep them posted on what's what's happening with Swift Bit. but we look forward to seeing you play yeah definitely I appreciate the support it's good to stay in touch definitely I'm glad I reached yeah. out just, uh, we'll have to stay in touch for sure and I, if maybe if we're in the area maybe if you're in the area I don't know what the schedules look like I'll have to send it over yep. to you but we'll see if we can work something out. Yeah, I would love that. I would love that and keep collaborating for sure. It's going to yeah, be yeah. Uh, plenty of good to come. Yeah, we have to meet in person. for actually. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly, for sure. Well, thank you so much, Eric, for your time. I really appreciate it. And uh, good luck with everything. And I'll be sure to check in with you in a few weeks to see how things are going. No, thank, thank you for giving me an opportunity to express myself, talk a little bit more about, you know, what's going on inside of my head and just giving me the time, just giving me the absolutely. time. Absolutely. 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 You got, you got a, a friend ally and uh, motivate, you know, a cheerleader in me. So I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. excited Definitely. for you. Thank you so much. Okay. Keep up the good work. I'll talk to you soon. I will. Later. Okay. Bye.